It is wonderful to have the opportunity to be back on Search the Scriptures today and study with all of those listening to us on this program. We're thankful for the opportunity to get into God's Word with you today. We're thankful to be able to serve God in this way through this ministry, and we pray that He is glorified as we teach His Word and as we strive to do so accurately and effectively. We care about glorifying him in the ways that he would have us to do. And not just doing something that feels good to us, but something that conforms to his will, to his teachings communicated to us in his word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, as we say over and over and over again. And we don't make that up. That's what the apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. We hope that we can help you grow in your faith as we help you understand God's word more fully, more deeply. We pray that as you come stronger in your faith, that you're going to come closer to God and that you're ultimately going to make the right decision to follow him, his way, the way that he has laid out in his word. That is our prayer. And we do pray for you on a regular basis. Always a blessing for me to be here in this study along with my brothers, and that is Dennis Stackhouse and Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be back with you. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be back with you also. And we are encouraged here on Search the Scriptures for our listening audience. This is your first time. Welcome. If you are back, welcome. And thanks for tuning in again. We strive to study the Word of God. We are glad that you are joining us again for this study. And whether you are in the Omaha area or in some other state or you are listening on the World Wide Web, we welcome you to the program and to this study. And we encourage you to find the Church of Christ wherever you are and continue your study with them. In the Omaha area, we invite you to come to the Sunny Slope Church of Christ and continue to study with us. It's good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse as well. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly a great privilege for me to be with you today on the program. And I certainly also would like to welcome everyone listening to Search the Scriptures. We're delighted that you've tuned in today. Thank you for being with us. And we do hope that the time we spend in God's Word on this occasion is going to be beneficial for you. Really, there's nothing we can do in this life that's more important than getting ourselves in a proper relationship with God. And once we do that, living a life of faithful obedience to him, which ultimately will result in a heavenly home. And I don't think there's anything we can possibly imagine. In fact, the scriptures tell us that very thing, which is going to compare with what we have waiting for us in heaven. Amen. Amen. And ultimately what we're talking about when we're talking about being in heaven is freedom. Freedom from sin, yes. freedom from the guilt of sin, freedom from the condemnation of sin. That's right. And we have started a new study that is labeled exactly that, freedom. Mm -hmm. We talked about how mankind cherishes freedom from a secular, material, political perspective. Mm -hmm. right. We can certainly trace our history in this country back to the time when men put their lives on the line to make this a free nation. Mm -hmm. 
And as we've indicated, there are, have been people for generations ever since in different parts of the world that have looked longingly at our nation, wishing that they could come and be a part of us because they don't have freedom where they are. That's right. And many have done that. They have become mm -hmm. citizens of the United States, yes. mm -hmm. leaving their former lands mm -hmm. so that they could enjoy and take part in the freedom that is common to us here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, sometimes when something is so common, <laughs> we lose sight of its value. Yes, we can take it for granted. We certainly can. We certainly can. And we become careless in our attitude toward it. Mm -hmm. We forget the price that has been paid to guarantee us our freedom. Mm -hmm. And we could even count it somewhat disdainfully. Yes. Now that sounds incredible, but I think it's true nonetheless. Well, we need to recognize that the most profound freedom movement that is active in this world is the freedom movement that can free us from the guilt of our sins, right? Mm -hmm. from the condemnation of being sinners. And of course, that's only through Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Found in his gospel message. It is. Now, we noted in our last program, as we were getting into this study, that God warned mankind back in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis 2 and verse 17, not to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. He said, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Mm -hmm. Now, God did not force the men to eat. He did, not, he did not somehow manipulate mankind in eating that particular fruit. He simply said, here's a tree. You don't want to mess with it. Mm -hmm. He left man to his own choices though. We are free moral agents created in God's image. We understand the difference between right and wrong, righteousness and unrighteousness. And God said, here's a choice. Don't take this particular path. That's the path of unrighteousness. And there will be consequences. Mm -hmm. Once you enter into sin, now you bear that guilt mm -hmm. and the consequences of that guilt. And he said, that's death. That's right. Romans 6 and verse 23 says the same thing. The wages of sin is death, mm -hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So there are both sides of the ledger. Depending on which choice we make in life, but if we make that one choice and we go into sin, then we'll pay the consequences of that. Mm -hmm. And we'll lose our freedom. We'll face the potential of death. The soul that sins shall die, Ezekiel 18 and verse 4. And we read also as we closed our program uh, last time in Revelation 21 and verse 27 that when we get to heaven, if we have lived that life of righteousness, that we will find a place with no defilement, mm -hmm. nothing that defiles, nothing unrighteous, no sin, no consequence of sin. Mm -hmm. Difficult for us to imagine what that place will be like in those regards. It really is hard to imagine that, Gary, because we just have nothing experientially to relate that to in this physical world. And yet, 
What a marvelous, magnificent promise that is that God has given those who will faithfully be obedient to him. Yes, yes. None of the consequences of sin Mm. there. Freedom from sin. Well, Christ paid the price for our freedom from sin. Now, quickly, let me throw in a bit of a condition there. He did not pay the price for the freedom for our, for, of, of our, for, for our freedom from sin so that we could keep on sinning. No, not at all. He did not pay the price to free us in sin. He paid the price to, fee, uh, to free us from sin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have to make up our minds to turn away from sin. Let's turn to John chapter 8. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 34 through 36? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Wow, just think about that. We we have a really negative impression and, and, and emotion as to the concept of slavery, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says there, if we commit sin, we become slaves of sin. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us in America at least understand the concept of slavery. Uh, we've had it in our history. We've learned about it in, in grade school, what that's all about. Even in other countries, uh, people have a concept of slavery and nobody likes it. You know, we understand that we in contrast to freedom, do not have the ability to make our choices, even for our well-being. But we are forced in many ways to follow after that which is ultimately not in our best interest. Yes. And we talked, and we introduced this, this series of studies in our last program, we talked about how even though in our history we fought that dreadful war for freedom, Yet we then began to struggle with just what that means. How do you apply Mm -hmm. that freedom? How extensively? How Mm far-reaching? And we did have that that history of slavery in our nation. Ultimately, we worked our way through that, didn't we? We did. Mm -hmm. We put that behind us. But we still struggle with that concept of freedom even today. How how much, how far-reaching is that freedom? Mm-hmm. And we keep devising laws to try to guarantee that freedom. And at the same time, we keep, keep having laws that are, you know, put forth that would take away some of that freedom. Right. And so we, it's a continual struggle back and forth. Just where does this freedom go? What are the boundaries of it? And so on. But when we're talking about sin, we're talking about slavery to sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, what does the Apostle Paul write there, Dennis? Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of man. I think 
probably Paul was addressing literal slavery here. Mm-hmm. Yes. But now he was laying out a concept, a principle, that even if you are a slave, you belong to somebody. And that was a reality back then. And it's still a reality in some parts of the world today. Yes. He said, but if you're a Christian, if you've become a Christian while you're a slave, he said, hey, you're free in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine that that must have been extremely heartening to a lot of people who were slaves, who became Christians. You'd certainly think so. It must have just been encouraging Mm -hmm. because they understood slavery in a literal sense. Mm -hmm. And yet they realized, I'm free in Christ. And although they may have been not free in this life, they were Christ's freed people in the life to come. Yes, yes had that assurance of such. Christ died to set us free from the guilt, from the penalty of sin. It's interesting here how Paul puts this. Um, He who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. And then verse 23, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Now, Christ paid the price of redemption from the slavery of sin for all of mankind. And of course, that price was his life. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 14, what do we read there, Dwayne? Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Redeemed us, paid the redemption price. That means he bought us back, didn't it? Yes. That's right. He bought us back from sin. Bought us back from sin. You know, again, Dennis and Dwayne, I'm I'm not sure that that we keep this whole concept clear in our head. In fact, I'm, I'm virtually certain we do not enough of the time and to a great enough degree. We have become so careless. We have been bought from sin. Mm-hmm. We have had the redemption price paid for us. I was reading an account just today, in fact, about a man who was born into slavery, literally, in this country, back when that was still in vogue. And then it said he was bought or his freedom was bought for $1,000. Wow. Now that man probably would never have been able to pay that $1,000 himself. But he had his freedom price paid for him by other people. And that price was a literal $1,000 at that time. Now that would have been a lot of money back then. Yes, indeed. Sure. A lot of money. Nothing like $1,000 today. Much, much more than that. But other people paid for his freedom. They paid the price. Wonder what that man felt like. (laughs) Grateful. I can't imagine. No, we really can't. Not being in that situation, what it would have been like, but certainly had to be just elated. Just probably joy and appreciation beyond expression. Yes. Yes. 
unforgettable appreciation. Yes. And, and at the same time, as I say, inexpressible. Yes. How could, how could you, in that situation, how could you ever express your joy and your emotions fully? You were a slave, doomed to that lifestyle. Somebody else paid the price, mm -hmm. set you free. Man, it, it makes me think of that, that lame man in Acts chapter 3 who was lame from birth. And Peter and John were there and God through Peter healed the man of his, his affliction. And you remember what the, what the text, how it describes the man jumping and leaping. Mm -hmm. Praising God. And praising God. Yeah. Never done it before. Yeah, yeah. Never, never, never had that experience. No. Saw other people who could do that, mm -hmm. but he never had been able to do that. Couldn't walk. Yes. Well, here's the slave. And all of a sudden, he's free. He had seen free people around him all of his life, probably. But now he is free. But somebody else paid that price. That's what Jesus did for each one of us. That's what Jesus did for our listeners. He paid that price for our freedom from sin. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, Dennis, what does that say? Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now with the precious blood of Christ, and then it goes further and it makes the application or the illustration like a lamb without blemish or without spot. What mm -hmm. does that mean, Dennis? He was perfect is what it means. Uh, I think it's an allusion back to the Passover lamb. Uh, so you're not talking about somebody, they picked this lamb out of their flock. Oh no. And this was the perfect lamb. No blemish, no spot, no disease on it, no sores, you know, nothing out of line, absolute perfect white wool, and they traded this lamb for whatever it was they were buying. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's not, that's not what you're talking about. No. What happened to that lamb? Uh, the lamb uh, during the time of the Passover was eaten. It was sacrificed. It was sacrificed it? It was and was killed. eaten. That's right. And we're talking about the same thing in regard to Jesus. That yes. lamb without spot, that lamb without blemish. In other words, that lamb without sin was sacrificed so that we who have sin in our lives might be redeemed. Might be bought mm -hmm. back. The mm -hmm. best of gods was slaughtered for the worst. What a great way of putting that, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The best of gods was slaughtered for the worst for all of us. That's right. So when it says that we were redeemed by his blood, again, in the Jewish mindset, particularly of the day in which that scripture was written, they would have instantly understood what that meant. He died. That's right. Because the life is in the blood. Mm-hmm. And they would have quickly, especially when, they, when, when Peter made that further illustration of the unblemished 
sacrificial lamb that they would, you know, the lamb was offered, the mm -hmm. lamb was killed, the lamb died. Right. And here Christ died. He paid the redemption price, not for his sins. He was sinless. Right. He paid the redemption price for our sins That's right. so that we could be set free from sin and no longer bear that death sentence, no longer bear that guilt. Now, think about that slave again, $1,000. We might say, well, $1,000, that's reachable, that's doable. Well, again, we're talking about a whole lot more back then than what we're used to $1,000 being today. But to that particular man, that $1,000 was probably insurmountable. He never would have been able to pay that price, almost undoubtedly, never. And then, but, but see, he didn't pay that price. He didn't raise it. He didn't save it up. Somebody else stepped into the picture who did not have to, who had no obligation to, but they paid the price for him. Mm -hmm. That's what we are like in regard to our Savior. We're guilty of sin. We cannot expect anything but the penalty of our sin. Slaves to sin. But here comes God, and he loves us so much, John 3, 16, Romans 5 and verse 8, that he sent his son to pay the price for us, for our guilt, to set us free from our slavery to sin. And that price was the life of Jesus Christ. My friend, don't take that price that God paid, that Jesus paid carelessly in your life. Come to your Lord. Contact us today and ask for that free Bible study and learn right from God's word how you can do that, how you can still be set free from your slavery to sin. I hope to hear from you right away.